Hey there, you bunch of weirdos. Before we start the show today, a quick apology. I'm often trying to rearrange the studio and find the best sound quality possible for you. Well, today I rearranged the studio, and where I put the boom stand is also where I ended up setting my beer while we were recording. Every time I take a drink and put down my beer, there's a bit of, well, a boom. I did my best to edit through it, but we are talking through some of them, and I, I couldn't edit out those crucial parts. So apologies again, and other than that, we've got a great show for you, so let's get this thing started. How do you mean that? Well, I mean that there are the colors and the beauties, the designs, the beautiful way things appear. People themselves, dull people, but I thought dull, appear fascinating, interesting, mysterious, wonderful. But that's only the beginning. Welcome to Strange People, Weird Worlds. Let's get this show started. Thailand, South Africa, and India, as well as Belgium. Ooh. In Chile. Wait. Huh? Belgium. Ah, Belgium. <laughs> Belgium. Well, it's a good place to start. To all the Belgium listeners out there, we are we're drinking. Well, to the Belgium listener. To the Belgium listener. Is that what? What do you? Is it? Like, how would you say that? Bel- Belgians? Are they, are you Swedish? No, that's a different country. Yeah. Bel- you're Belgian. Are they Dutch? No. Dutch, no. All right, our one Belgium listener. <laughs> we are at SP Weird World. And, uh, how, like, you know, how do you say, how do you pronounce, I don't even know how to ask what we're saying. How do you? Like, you know, I'm an American because I'm from the United States. So what are you if you're from Belgium? Yeah, because if you're from France, you're a French, yeah. German, you're, or Germany, you're yeah. German, right? We're at spworldworld <laughs> at gmail.com. I know we live in the world where I could probably look that up, but I'm going to leave it on you, our one yes. listener in Belgium. Interact with us. Yeah, email us. Let um, us know. Yeah, maybe Anya will answer you, maybe I won't. Maybe I will. I don't, I don't know. Who knows? You got to gamble. You got to gamble. It's 50-50 shot. 50-30, one of the two. One of the two. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, speaking of international listeners, I did want to shout out to Australia. Uh, we have the second most listens in Australia, second to the United States, of course. Australia. Um, Alexandria, city of Alexandria seems to be happening. Uh, thank you. Uh, Brisbane, Adelaide, Blackburn North, Mawson, McKinnon. You guys are all upstanding people. We appreciate you. I'm sure those six cities are the pride of Australia. Oh, yeah. Including the citizens in them, especially you undisclosed amount of people. You beautiful, beautiful, beautiful people. Australian Beautiful of people. Um, yeah, and all you listeners in general, thank you very much. We really appreciate you all. Tenfold. Ten, yeah, yeah. And that, um, Hope you're all having a good good Wednesday out there. If you're mm-hmm. listening first day that's released, then you're super awesome. <laughs> or, you know, maybe it took you a couple days, and that that's okay, too. You're still great. Hope you're having a good Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Sunday. Next Wednesday. Whatever. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, Anya, how's it going? Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, I'm ready for this year to be over. Ready? For, me too. Me too. It's, it's, it's been, been a rough one. Yeah. You know, I feel like this year... It was rough for a lot of people, 
but yeah. I feel like it's going to usher in a whole new yeah. realm and, next year. And I thought I got past it all, and now like, I'm just being tested, like, right at the end. Yeah. I'll be strong. It's okay. That's how the last uh, six to seven weeks were. Yeah. But it's okay. Life's yeah. all about those divvies. It's going to be okay. the float. It's going to be okay. But we got this fine variety pack of New Belgium beer. Fantastic. I'm drinking Snow Day Winter Ale, which is perfect for today's weather. Perfect. A little snow day. I'm also drinking a snow-related beer. It's called Accumulation. It's a white IPA. It's got a little trailer covered in snow. That's right up my alley. Right up the alley. Yeah, yeah. Oh, get it. Alice. <laughs> <laughs> zing, zing. <laughs> Bazinga. Oh, boy. We have a good time. We have a good time. Oh, yeah. That's a party up in this studio. Oh, Oh yeah, I don't have it's so nice when I don't have to do anything for the show. <laughs> just, oh. It is nice when you come in and you're like, ah, I just get to sit back today and listen, get just my feedback. Back, yeah, just kick it back, listen, drink my beers. Doesn't matter. I was uh, I was telling Greg right when I first got here that uh, I almost dropped the ball this week because I forgot that it was my week. <laughs> but that'll that'll happen. That'll yeah. sneak right up on you. Yeah. <laughs> Anya. <laughs> but, but. Oh, boy. Oh, we have a good time. We have a good time. <laughs> oh, wow. shoot. shoot. I had to work today, so that, that's out of the norm for me. Oh. oh yeah. okay. What's today? President's Day? Veterans Day? Veterans Day. Something's Day. Hey, because it's Veterans Day, thank you so much to all of our veterans out there. We appreciate you. Yeah, we're recording on Veterans Day here. So, yeah, we thank you to all the veterans of uh, In, any country. Yeah, any if country. If you've served your country anywhere, happy happy Veterans Day. Bless you. your soul. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, yeah, so I had to work today. I just did a little backup bartending and stuff. And it was, like, right when they were going to let me go. And they're like, yeah, it's not too bad. Why don't you get out of here and just restock the fridge real quick. And I was done with everything. And the bartender I was going to leave behind was like, do you mind if I go to the bathroom? Oh, no. I was like, yeah, go to the bathroom. And all of a sudden, I felt the mood in the air change. Oh, I was like, no. this doesn't feel like I, can, like I should leave. And then she came out of the bathroom and she's like, can you stay? And I was like. Yeah, and we, got, we got smacked in the face after that, so I was, I was there for another two hours after that. But it's cool, it's money, I need it. Yeah, it just sucks, like, when you have that out When time. you change your mindset. Yeah. yeah. That's how I was, so, like, at the salon, I was supposed to be off at, we had a cancellation, I was supposed to be done by one thirty two, and then they threw in a bath and go, and so I was like, okay, so I'm not getting out of here until 3 now. Yeah. And so, yeah. it was just a total, like, mood shifter. Yeah, it happens. You gotta put on your adult pants, man. Well, I bills. Hate, I hate putting on my big boy pants. Seriously. It's my, one of my least favorite things to do. Like, if I could just stay in my diaper all day, I'd be great. Yeah, just my jammies. Yep. My jam jams. My footy jammies. Ah, that's yep. it. Give that's me, what life's about. You know, the adult bottle, which is adult bottle of Hennessy. And <laughs> <laughs> I, um, you know... Having not been not been single for quite a while, like I, I am shameless these days. Like I am walking the dogs in my pajamas at like three, <laughs> three in the afternoon. Like I come home from work, so, you know, I start at four in the morning, and well, I get up at four in the morning, and I get home, I, I go straight in the jams. Yep. Like why, why not? Exactly. What else? Do, I'm not doing anything. You already had a full day. Yeah, uh, but I have to walk the dogs around, you know, because we're in a townhouse, so we're in like a community here, and so I'm just. Just walking around in my jams. I usually have my snow boots on, whether it's snowing or not. They're just, they slip on <laughs> and on. off real easy. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm just picturing like in the midsummer, you and your snow boots. Oh, Miranda and I went to the store the, like just for dessert or something the other night, and we're both we're both in pajama pants. We both rock the snow boots all the time, <laughs> and we both put on like those like Russian snow hats, oh you God. know, like with the fuzzy thing on the front, and they come down over the, the ear ears. Flaps. Yeah, the ear flaps and mm-hmm. all that. We're both wearing one of those and like shitty sweatshirt. <laughs> And we're in the grocery store, and she stops. She's like, we both look like we're wearing the same dumb, shitty uniform. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. Oh, see, you know what the sad thing is? Is I do that even though I'm single. Hey, see, you're going to find the right person. That's probably why I'm single. Yeah, maybe. But it's great, because then it's, it's deteriorating all the wrong candidates away. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You're, you're going to find that, that other slouch. Because comfy life is the best life. It's the best life. It's the only life. <laughs> I have, like... Two dressing. Either I'm dressed up and I look nice, or it's like, did you just crawl out from that dumpster down the alleyway? Yeah, that's no, about it. Nope. Been described as hobo chic. Mmm. Yeah. I like that term. I'm really, I think that was one of like my favorite compliments I've ever gotten. I might start using that. Yeah, whether Thank or not you. it was a compliment, I, that's actually. <laughs> I'm going to take it as a compliment. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about your perception on it. Hobo chic, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Right? That's I actually. Never really defined my style, but that's. That's it. I'm liking it. That's a ringer on the dot. It. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take <laughs> it. Well, shall we Shall we get into this? Let's dive on in. All right. Well, so, let today... These, let these people know where they are. You guys, welcome. I <laughs> 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 almost missed it. Almost. To Strange People Weird World. I am one of your lovely hosts, Anya Daniela, and with me today is the... Amazing. Indescribable. Stupendous. Greg Tanner. Good to be here. Good to be here. (laughs) I have to say, Anya, it's a shame you're not on Facebook because you were getting a little bit of support for the cute battle there. But I I shut that down fast because you're not on Facebook. (laughs) I shut that down real fast. You two know who you are, by the way. Hey, yo. Thank you to you two. Yeah, I'm not even telling you who it was. Yeah, That's but I, rude. I shut them down. Shut them down <laughs> real fast. Well, despite him shutting you down, I appreciate your support. Actually, I'll, t- I'll tell you who it was. One was Joe, of course. <laughs> and his vote obviously doesn't <laughs> count. Uh, Joseph Musso, our partner who works the All D20 podcast, the Dungeon Master, producer, host, engineer, everything guy. Voted for me, hardest. so his vote is like 10 votes. Not really, not really. Um... <laughs> He's he's mad. He's still mad at me because um, because I picked you over him to be co-host, and now <laughs> oh. he's now he's taking it out on me. <gasps> Little animosity. I, I, I picked you over him and said you were cuter, and now it's it's you know it's <sighs> it's coming back on me. It's coming back to bite and you. And Leanne, uh, the the creator of our beautiful logo that you guys look at every time you're listening to the podcast, oh. she she also voted for Anya, and I've known her since she was 16, and I can rightfully tell you she's out of her mind. <laughs> Uh, so that's Leanna, I appreciate you. And then Thank just, you. again, as the designer of our logo, you are associated with the show, so your vote does not count. No way! Yeah. Where yeah, were these rules constituted at? It's real unfortunate. And then after those comments on Facebook, I did rally some support from uh, a couple people in Utah, uh, <laughs> the Love family. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, so Greg's still up in the polls, cutest co host on Strange People Weird Worlds. You know what? Title running strong. 
feeling feeling a little, well, little heartfelt yeah, over too, that. You should have been there for your supporters on Facebook, I guess. Oh, should have, could have been. A... I'm there in the trenches on Facebook every week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enduring the worst I'm in of the, the trenches, <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. We have oh, a good boy. time. We have a good time. Great time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me today. Yeah, I was driving over, and I was like, today's going to be kooky. a good episode. Yeah, I'm a little kooky. Yeah. It gets kooky in here. A little kooky pooky. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. We have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. What, what do we got today? All right, so today we are discussing Phineas Gage. Phineas Gage. Yes. I like the name. That's... It's a very proper name. Finny Gage. Finny. I don't know. Fiddle with the Gage. I'm trying to think. Because Gage is a pretty badass last name. Phineas. Yeah. Well, I, I like Phineas and Ferb. That was a great show. Yeah, and I was like, the mm-hmm. name, the first name Phineas is a little like lackluster, but the last name Gage. Gage. It comes in real hard. It's like, it comes in real hard. It's like that, a that's like my buddy face. Matt Savage, you know, who, who made the video. I hope you all enjoyed that video for our last episode, by the uh, way. Shout out to Matt. Yeah, for shout that. out to Matt and Austin. Mm, Mrs. Savage, you did yeah. great. And Austin, thank yeah, you guys. Yeah, Austin. I was I showing you. everybody that. I was like, look, I'm a cartoon. It's super, yeah, right? <laughs> uh, I got to be represented by Jeff Goldblum. Uh, you were Jin Erso from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's. Also pretty badass. I was like, we had some badass yeah. characters representing yeah. us. Yeah, <laughs> Austin was like, he went and specifically bought Jeff Goldblum to represent me, and he texted me. He's like, I can justify buying a an action figure that looks like you, but I think it's a little creepy if I do it for Anya. <laughs> and he, so he just gave me three options, and I was like, go with Jenner. So. <laughs> Wouldn't have been creepy, but I appreciate the pick. Right? Yeah. I was like, yeah, whatever. I honestly didn't even know like what to expect from the video. That was I pretty cool. It. Yeah, that was, was really like, cool. That's really rad. Yeah, it was super cool. Um, hopefully, we can do it again sometime. Mm-hmm. He, I, it was like really lucky. He asked me like a month and a half in advance, and that was when we were picking our Halloween episodes. That's the only reason I knew that far in advance what oh, an episode would be. Okay. We got really lucky on that. I was wondering how that yeah. was all. I looked real professional. He's like, hey, what's going to be your episode in like a month from now or something? I was like, oh, it's going to be a... Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, we're totally one. on top of that kind yeah, of stuff. We're we don't. by two months. Yeah, we don't fly by the seat of our what? pants every fucking week. episodes week. the morning of. What are you no, talking about? No. Procrastination? Nothing. That's Anya's deal. I write the episode <laughs> at least three or four days before the show. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I do it at least three or four hours before. Yeah, yeah you know, Minimum. gotta get it done. Yeah, there's usually it's usually the Monday we don't record. I start the show, mm-hmm. and the Monday we record, I, I really polish it off and yes, you know, refine it. And get I it. think about it leaving here, and I'm yeah. like, okay, I gotta write the next episode. I got two weeks. And then a week will go by, and I'm like, okay, cool, I got a week. I'll start, like, looking at topics. And then two days will be before the show, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. I, 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 nail it down. I try and have a topic picked at least. Yes. By the, by the first week. Yeah, sometimes it slips by. Yeah. It slips by. You're just like, oh, but, no. But uh, one day when you guys start paying us to do this, then uh, we'll quit our jobs. You know, and get real will, official. Oh, it'll be. It'll get real. Officiate. Yeah. We'll get back to weekly shows, too, then. You get a video with us, maybe? Right. Or we'll actually, right. like, record. Or at least me. I mean, we know who you guys want to see. The I know. cutest co-host. I'll put a bag over my head. I'll save your guys their eyes. We can put a bag with a picture of my face on it. There we go. It'll be, like, double. Yeah. It'll that'll be perfect. Work. That'll work. We'll just, like, open up the mouse slits. But bop, bop, bop. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> just, got, just got weird. <laughs> I mean, it's a weird world. <laughs> now I look like a Canadian in South Park. <laughs> oh, 
All right, let's do this. Okay. So Phineas Gage. Yes, we are unraveling the myth surrounding Mr. Mr. Gage. Ooh. So, are you familiar with Phineas Gage? Never heard of the guy. So, you I used guys... to make beats in Las Vegas for a rap group called Gage Family. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was fun. That was a good time. It's an interesting name, Gage Family. Yeah, yeah. Only one of them still raps. His name's Domes. Uh, Domes Gage. Domes Gage. Yeah, he used to be the kid Domes, but he upgraded to Domes Gage. I like the upgrade. Yeah, you can you can find him on Spotify. It's D O M S Gage. Uh, really good stuff. He taught me how to make beats. He's been rapping since he was like fourteen, so he's oh, really good. Snap. Yeah, yeah. Give, pop. Give, give him a shot. <laughs> Anyhow, all right, let's, all right, we're gonna do this now. Let's do this. Yeah. So, uh, because you know, I almost dropped the ball this week. This week's story is written by Malcolm Macmillan, and he is a writer with the British Psychology Psychological Society, and he is a personnel from the Department of Psychology at the University of Melbourne. Oh, Australia! Yeah, Australia! Hey! Hello there, mate. You know, we <laughs> a lot of strange things do happen. We, we do end up in Australia a lot. Yeah, and our show, hey. like, a couple episodes back was Australia. Yeah, yeah, I've done a few. Right on, that's how we love you guys. Appreciate Keep you. Keep it weird, Australia. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Could you survive a small crowbar passing completely through your head? Ooh. Most psychologists would answer yes, but this is solely because almost all of them have learned about the legend himself Phineas Gage. A crowbar passing a through crowbar. your head. A crowbar. Small crowbar. Oh yeah, it's going to get weird. Ooh. Although Phineas's accident occurred nearly 160 years ago. So like when you go to the costume store and you buy that knife thing that, mm-hmm. that goes over your head. and then Or the arrow thing that looks like it went... We're talking that? Now imagine more of like... Or are we talking like... Like at an angle. So if you took that and then you put it on your head at like so, where your cheekbone is to the back of your ear. Oh, okay. So so we're like under the brain. Yes. Ooh. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Ooh. Europe. Okay. Ow. <clears throat> so, although Phineas's accident occurred nearly a hundred and sixty years ago, its consequences are still discussed in most introductory textbooks of psychology, neuropsychology, and physiology. You might therefore think much has been learned since 1848 when that dreaded accident had occurred, but in fact, little has been added. Moreover, much of what has been written is completely wrong, so why should Phineas still be of interest? So a little side note on this story. I have, I have read about Mr. Phineas in numerous different contexts given all of my classes that I take. And uh, so being able to just jump into it and actually get the facts for this episode was really interesting. Mm. I'm very excited for this episode. So this is somebody that's actually come up in your schooling. Yes, I have. Is oh that, my god! Is that still a word? Your schooling? My schooling? I, feel, I, feel like I use like it. Old Western terms. <laughs> but then again, I also use like weird words like darling and I'm trying to think. That. I don't use young blood. I've been using it ever since young I went out. <laughs> oh, that's creepy now. I'm like, you so got your creepy. young blood in here today. <laughs> All right, so Phineas and the accident. At 25 years of age, Phineas Gage was the foreman of a railway construction group building the bed for the Rutland and Burlington Railroad in central Vermont. He and his gang were blasting a cutting through a large rocky outcrop about three quarters of a mile south of the town of Cavendish, 
Gage was the one who decided where holes would be drilled in the rock and how much powder with which to charge them with. To focus the explosive force, the powder and fuse would be gently tamped down before sand was added and a more vigorous tamping applied. Only then would the fuse be lit. For tamping, Phineas used the larger end of a special crowbar-like tool called a tamping iron. Three feet and seven inches long, it weighed 13 and a half pounds. And tamping is uh, like patting things down flat. Mm-hmm, like a... Yeah, anybody doesn't know. It was a one and a quarter inch cylinder tapered to a point of about one quarter of an inch at one end. Now... At around 4.30 p.m. on Wednesday, 13th of September, 1848, Mr. Phineas, distracted by thought, began tamping before the sand had been poured. The tamping iron struck the rock, causing a spark to light the powder. The result explosion propelled the tamping iron out of the hole and completely through his skull. It entered point first under the left cheekbone, or also known as the zygomatic arch, and next penetrated the base of the skull just behind the bony socket of the left eye. Finally, it emerged at the top of the skull, slightly in front and to the left of the bregma, which is the junction of the coronal and sagittal sutures. So if you don't know anatomy, um, your sutures are what keep your, like, brain pieces together. They're, like, little interlocked in pieces. Okay. And the crowbar then ended up landing about 20 to 25 yards behind him. Good. So it... Just went through. Literally punctured right and underneath his cheek all the way out and then broke through the sutures of his skull and then 20 feet behind him. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. And I thought, I I had an explosion at work today. Really? Yeah. um, As you all should know by now, I'm a bartender. (laughs) And uh, I work at this fancy breakfast place now, and instead of pint glasses, which are 16 ounces, we have 14-ounce glasses. And you know when a bartender's making a drink and they have the pint glass and then you see the metal shaker tin and they put them together and shake it. Mm-hmm. Well, a pint glass and a metal shaker tin fit together like peas and carrots. 14-ounce glass gets stuck in that fucking thing. Oh, no. So I was shaking this drink and it's like this... It's got heavy cream, maple syrup, bourbon, and cold brew coffee in it. Ooh. Um, but, uh... Yeah, so I, I did the shaky, 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 and you know, usually you see the bartender pop it on the side, and that releases the steel Pops part. it up. And I'm sitting there, and it's it's not popping off, and I, and it's really slippery because it also leaks when you're shaking it, because it's not a perfect seal. Mm-hmm. So there's really slippery glass, and I'm trying to pop it off, and I'm trying to hold on to it, and eventually I just smack it, and it just, the metal thingy oh. goes flipping and flying through the air, and... Cocktail explodes everywhere. It goes on the bar and on some people. I mean, at least they smell good. Yep. And, uh, yeah, somebody gave me shit, and I was like, you know what? It's my day off today. I shouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get. So you shut the fuck up. <coughs> uh, that's really funny about having Mondays off. The one time I worked on a Monday at my restaurant, halfway through my shift, my manager came up to me. He's like, what is going on with you today? Are you on drugs? I was like, no, nope, I, I told you. Here. Don't schedule me on Mondays. My brain does not. Nope. It was so, yeah, I didn't even like leaving this morning. I said, this isn't right. <laughs> this isn't right. Like, this is not okay. My body's fighting it. I almost <laughs> had to pull myself out the door. No. That's how I am on Sundays. Oh, that too? Yep. As as you and Robbie found out yesterday. Yep. 
I gave and, up my Mondays for And Sundays. I'll tell you what the big secret was yesterday. I watched the Packers game. I know, and I saw your Instagram. I was like, that's why. Spent time with my girlfriend. <laughs> hey, totally reasonable. Dude, Sunday's our day together, and uh, that's the way it is. You gotta take advantage. You gotta take advantage. And, uh, yeah, I don't roll on Shabbos. Yeah. And, well, you know, and at least your explosion didn't go through your skull. Sunday so. is for my, my the two loves of my life. Miranda and Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. We have a good time. We have a good time. Great time. Good time. Ah. Fantastical time. All right. <clears throat> I hope you guys are playing the we have a good time drinking game while you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking if of... If not, you can go back re-listen and play the we have a good time <laughs> drinking game. And by the end of the episode, you'll be really fucked up. You shit face. You are welcome. Yeah. Uh, amateur level, you do it with beer. Pro level... Hennessy. Or bourbon. <laughs> There we go. That's it. That's your two choices. Yep. Anything else? You're on Team Anya with Hennessy or Team Greg with bourbon. Tell I'll, I'll loosen it up. Any kind of whiskey you want. Okay. I prefer bourbon, but, you know, if you want to go Jameson. You know what? You want to go Crown Royal? That's okay. I'll loosen up mine, too. Hennessy or any type of tequila. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Now, do they get the salt and lime? No. Oh, she runs a tight ship, guys. She runs a tight ship. You don't need a chaser. I mean, I'll give you a lime slice of the tequila. Yeah. And I'll give you a little bit of Coke with the Hennessy. But you know what? We have a good time. Have a good time. We have a good time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, homeboy just blew a hole through his face. Yeah. I did not do that at work. Yeah. No. Just got some people sticky. I mean, but here's the thing. And then I walked out the door like five minutes later, too, because I was literally like the last couple things I was doing. (laughs) <laughs> like, the statement I made a few people is sticky. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I, then I dropped the mic and left. Boom. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding, it's a podcast. <laughs> my name's Greg. I will see you later. <laughs> also, catch me on SP Weird Worlds. <laughs> oh, anyways, God, we are on one today. Yeah, we are. So, <laughs> so Phineas Gage. Yes, Mr. Phineas Gage. He tamped when he shouldn't have tamped. And he got a crowbar through his skull, went through underneath his cheek, and out the back of his head, landed 20 to 25 yards behind him. Children, when packing explosives... Be smart, please. Don't tamp when you shouldn't tamp. Yep. That's all. Don't tamp, because then you're going to have to go and... Pick a crowbar. And you might become a tramp. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to rhyme it. Oh, God. I found it. All right, so. (laughs) Oh, we have a good time. (laughs) For a short time, Phineas laid unconscious. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You think he was dead, but he was still rocking it. His gang carried him to a nearby ox cart where, sitting against its headboard, he was driven to the Cavendish Inn where he was residing. Phineas told his story to the dazed bystanders. He greeted Edward Higginson Williams, the I'm first medical you even practitioner know what to arrive to on the point. scene. I know. The fact that he's even cognitive right now <laughs> and talking. is mind-boggling. Talking? Like, yeah. What, what you, stuff a coffin, cotton ball in the hole? And like, oh. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Okay. <laughs> so, after he greeted Edward Higginson Williams, the first medical practitioner... Dr. John Martin Harlow arrived about an hour later, and he and Williams managed to stem the profusing hemorrhage. That action and Harlow's subsequent management of a severe infection undoubtedly saved Phineas's life that day. Three months later, that Phineas... must have been, like, the best doctor in the world at the time. For 1848, fuck yeah. Yeah, like, that... <laughs> I, 
like I said, when I read about this case in textbooks, it's always mind-boggling. It just blew my mind. Like, I would, I would question today whether they could save your life. Exactly. Especially with a head injury to that, like, severity. Oh, man. Crowbar through the fucking skull. In and out. <laughs> then in 1846, and he stopped infection and stopped the hemorrhaging. Yeah. That's the incredible. The infection, to me, I'm like, what? That's incredible. <laughs> a crowbar went through your face. Y'all had a no dirty, dirty crowbar them. went through your face. <laughs> a dirty crowbar. It touched the insides of you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Three months after the incident, Phineas was well enough to return to his parents' farm. After probably spending most of 1849 regaining his strength, he traveled to Boston in the November to be examined by Henry Jacob Bigelow. I like his last name, Bigelow. Bigelow. Bigelow, Jigelow. Henry Jacob was the professor of surgery surgery at Harvard and was presented to the medical students there. I'm sorry. Phineas was presented to the medical students there. So, he had a crowbar through the head. He's alive. He's now a medical anomaly. And now we're getting into the post-accident history. After the accident, Phineas was unable to regain his job as a foreman. Sometime in 1850, he became an attraction at Barnum's American Museum in New York. And he visited the major cities in New England Is to lecture and exhibit Is this the same Barnum himself. of Barnum and Bailey Circus? Yes. Okay. So he became a circus act. So he was, Barnum was on his own before Bailey? Mm-hmm. Doing it. Doing the damn Doing thing. It. And Bailey fucking coattailed him. He's like, hey, get over here. <laughs> <laughs> he worked for Jonathan Courier for roughly 18 months, who ran a livery stable and coach line service from his Dartmouth Inn. Afterwards, Gage went to Chile with a man who planned to set up a stagecoach line in Valparaiso. After years of driving stagecoaches, Phineas decided in June of 1859 to return to his family, who now resided within San Francisco. He had developed an unknown illness and arrived to his family in a weakened condition. Several months elapsed before he was strong enough to work on farms located just south of the city. Not long after, in February of 1860, while sitting at dinner, Phineas fell into a fit of unquestionably epileptic seizures. His seizures gradually increased in severity, and on May 18, 1860, he returned to his mother's house where he suffered a successive series of them. By May 21st of 1860, just three days after, the seizures had consumed him and took his life. Phineas had survived for 11 and a half years following his traumatic, traumatic... Traumatic brain injury. There's the right word. Belgian. It's Belgian. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Belgian waffles. <laughs> All right, guy, you're off the hook. You don't have to email us anymore. We got it. Belgian. Sorry. It. I was totally listening to you. Like, it literally <laughs> just shot into my head that fast. Like the crowbar? Let's just say, yeah, fucking crowbar of Belgian just shot through my head. I was looking at the guy just switched beers, and this one says, well, they all say New Belgium on the label. But I was looking at this one. I was like, what? You're looking at the back of it. <laughs> Look at the empty bottle. Yeah, it, it's Belgium is Belgian. You're Belgian. Belgian. There it is. Belgian waffles. Great waffles, by the way. Fantastic waffles. Yeah, love it with whipped cream. Oh my god. Some strawberries. strawberries. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Pinch Boom. Boom. You owe me a Coke. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so, seizures. Yes. Which, I mean, makes sense with a brain injury to that caliber, and the fact that he was even able to survive 11 and a half years after the fact is astonishing. So the seizures, it's like, yeah, okay, that was kind of expected like 11 years prior, but... Yeah, that's crazy. They caught up. Mm-hmm. Now... I mean, if I've learned anything through my nephew, Dominic, I love you, buddy, I know you're listening... Um, all my nephews too. Love you all, little bastards. Um, and even my dog Fairly, who has the autoimmune disease now, and her white blood cells literally attack her brain. It, I mean, God, it, so many things can lay dormant for so long. Like in Dominic's case, you know, he was 15, and a blood vessel just burst in his brain, and that's something that could have been laid dormant his whole life. And you don't um, know until it. Yeah, I actually have a theory about it. I mean. I don't think I've talked about it with my family too much, or if Dominic even remembers. He was, gosh, he was he was so young, like three months old or something, and he got bit by a black widow when we lived in Vegas. They're rampant really? out there. Really? And when they took him to the hospital, he had so much baby fat on his arm still, they couldn't get an IV in him, so they had to put it in his head. And I always wondered if that, like... Wow. Just having an idea in his head at such a young age, like, led to that later on in life. Yeah, was the cause to that. But I don't think they stick it down in your brain either, so I don't... I mean, it's still, like, it's it's a tricky subject. Yeah, it's crazy. The brain. It's like, crazy. I've had six concussions, and I've seen neurologist after neurologist about it and doctors, and at the time, in still present moment, there aren't huge impacts other than, like, yeah. a few declining cognitive skills but they're like you have to be aware because in 10 15 years a lot of stuff could surface and so it makes a lot of people question like yeah yeah i've had two and there's some serious biz when i was younger i still have a bald spot from it Mm -hmm. if you know under my long i got a lumpy head i'm like princess lump i have a beer a beer bottle got smashed over my head right here and i don't ever do this i super glued it shut you can super glue anything else on your body shut, and that's totally safe. It's the only glue that breathes. Um, the reason you oh. shouldn't super glue your head shut is you can have an air bubble or something that would really be bad. Um, Let's go to the doctor. Yeah, I was drunk in 19, and oh my God. Got, I was fighting six people and got a beer bottle smashed over my head. So I'm a huge warrior wart with germs. I mean, after, yeah. you know, getting... Yeah, go, go to the doctor yeah. if you did what I did. Uh, we went. I went, my friend's mom's a nurse, and we went to her the next day, and she's like, what the fuck are you seeing me now for? Like, you already <laughs> you already sealed it you shut. You super glued yourself. Yeah, she's like, well, yeah, looks like you super glued it. That's about all I can do. I've had people tell me in the past to super glue cuts. You can totally super glue cuts on your, like, arm or finger. It's mm-hmm. super... It's literally the exact same as liquid stitches. Oh, my God. It just, it worries me. Oh, no, super like... cool. It's actually very nice. Like, if you have, like, like one of those slices on your finger, like a paper cut type mm-hmm. slice, and, you know, it's just annoying. Like, it hurts because it's opening. Yeah. You super glue that thing. It feels much, much better. Oh, see, I'm just like, I'll rock with it. I'll rock with the pain. Oh, Working damn. at the salon, damn. like, my hands are always so cut up, and then they're always submerged within water all yeah. day, and so they're oh, yeah. just, like, cracking open. Oh, try, bar- try bartending with cut-open hands and squeezing limes and shit all day. When I was oh, a, a bar time. bitch, a.k.a. bar backing, um, I had a bunch of ha- cuts on my hand, and I went to go wring out the um, margarita pad 
where you like put the thing on it and it yeah. was filled with lime juice and I squeezed it and I was like, this is what hell that, feels that like. Hurts. Yeah, that'll hurt. That'll yeah. get you every time. Stole my soul. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So, where are we at here? So, oh, 11 years later. Okay, 11 years later. Seizures. <clears throat> now, how had Phineas survived the injury and lived for so long? Harlow, one of the physicians who treated Gage immediately after the accident, found a few possible factors to explain this Dang, so Martin Harlow is still on this being a badass. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Martin Harlow. He, like, clung to this shit like a baby. He's right? like, this was my child. Yeah, if you are related to him somehow and you know it, like, you come from prestigious stock. You Prestige. probably probably live in Alexandria, Australia now because you're fucking awesome. Only makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's a couple of those factors. The first one is uh, Phineas's physique and his capacity of endurance and will to live was unbreakable. The second was the shape of the tampering iron left behind no prolonged concussion or compression within his skull or brain. The third one is the entry of the tampering iron created an opening in his skull which allowed the infection an opening to drain out, and without this opening, recovery would have been impossible. And the fourth one is the portion of the brain impacted by the iron was, for several reasons, the best fitted area of the brain to sustain such an injury. Now, Harlow also modestly disguised his own considerable medical skills by saying only that, in Ambrose Pare's famous words, I dressed him and God healed him. Ah. Oh. Gosh. Well, such and a modest, he's modest. Wow. Round of applause, wow. Mr. Hollow. Yeah, round of applause. <laughs> but, so we got four factors there. And this is like, of course, 1848. This is what Harlow is coming up with. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Um, the third one about the, the natural draining system. Yeah. Um, so basically, he, he made a luge through his head For that, the, infection to that flow. the infection flowed down. Uh, if I, if y'all want to go on that mental picture journey for me. But it's so crazy to think because, like, at that time, I mean, even in today's world, if you have an opening in your skull to your brain, that is, like, huge red flag for infection. Yeah, I mean, I, the wedding I was just at, I, we had to, we went through a barbed wire fence some at some point through the night for some reason. <laughs> and I have a huge gash on my knee, but that thing got infected as hell. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a gash on my knee, so it wasn't a big deal, you know, he just... could have died. I could have died. I probably might still. But. Oh, God. If you guys don't have the next episode out, you know what happened to us. Well, you just you just have to keep going on you. I'll hold it strong. You, you know the... You know our passwords. <laughs> <laughs> you have GarageBand, too. <laughs> you, can, you can do this. Oh. You literally have everything that I have. That is true. Down to the microphone. That is true. You don't have this sweet boom stand. But if I die, you can have the Can you boom. write that in your will for me? If I remember. Yes. It, I mean, it's kind of like being recorded right now. Like, that's pretty official, I think. Yeah. This is obviously my voice. It's my podcast. My name's on it. There we go. So, yeah, if I die, Anya gets my boom stand. hey Because um, <laughs> she doesn't have the $15 to go on Amazon <laughs> like I did. <laughs> I've actually been on an Amazon kick the last few days, so I might order one tonight. There you go. I'm going to order one tonight. That's pretty cool. Gets the job done. 
I mean, the, the mic's definitely floating in the air right now. It's it's doing its job as a boom stand. And it's better over here than it was in the other positions. Yeah, so the room's flip-flopped right now. Yeah, we have flip-flopped studio. I had, to, I had to make some adjustments uh, about two episodes ago. The boom yep. stand came crashing down in the middle of the episode. It was a big boom. <laughs> 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 oh, we have a good time. That boom. <laughs> we have a good time. Uh, but anyhow. Good gosh. I brought my drum set with me today, if you guys didn't pick that up already. <laughs> I wish, like, I, I mean, I watch, you know, it's football season, so statistics and analytics are in my head. I, I wish, like, we could have statistics and analytics in our head for, like, on average, like, how often we go off topic and, like, how, how, how much time we spend off topic compared to on topic. And then how often do we go off topic and then go back to topic and off and back, you know? The whole breakdown. Yeah. Um, obviously, you guys don't mind that much because you're still listening. But yep. I'm and not going like to apologize. Some episodes are really good. Some, some we really lock that down. Yeah. And um, then some days, like today, we're just on one. We're just on one Rad today. with the flow. There's certain, it's, it's weird when you feel it. Like, like we recorded the Watcher episode, and that was like like a mic drop feeling. We yep. recorded that one, and I was like, whoo. <laughs> crushed it (laughs) crushed it and then like our last episode um i I was really worried after we recorded and i was like "Mm, i'm not sure and then i went to editing and i was like oh yeah we're good we're good oh and that was the one too that we did over we did over zoom Zoom. yeah for the first i feel like my voice sounded better over zoom no i don't know i don't Uh, know zoom's are it's pretty good it's much it's much better than skype and facetime have been I just, you know, can't be locked away in my bedroom because I yeah. lose internet connection. Yeah. It's like a fucking you, cave. You just go robotic once in a while. Yeah. All of a sudden, <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my A is going to sound like. A, A, men say. Alrighty. Yeah. Now. I think when I move to Florida, we're, we're both going to have to, like, seriously upgrade our internet. Yeah. Uh, that'll be Patreon time. <laughs> you guys have hey, to, hey guys, <laughs> we're gonna need some upgrades. Uh, you know, if you guys would like the show, yeah, we're gonna need that like drop or low. Yeah, we're gonna need that high, high tier, high grade internet. Europe, you know, don't make it. You know, have to make I, it rain. Honestly, don't make it hail. when we do, I, I guess we're gonna discuss our future plans on the air. Uh, it would be nice if we could do it with video. You know, yeah, still see each other when we're recording. Who knows? But, maybe one day the podcast will be recorded with video as well. Yeah, maybe. Maybe one day you'll move to Florida. Never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that is something I can promise. My dad has been trying so hard since he moved out there, even prior. Like, I could go to college for free out there because he's a veteran. Does your dad listen to the show? No. Oh. But I hope he does. I'm going to make him listen to this episode. So, Dad? Anya's dad... Um, I'll be moving to the St. Petersburg area, and I will join you with Team Move Anya to Florida. Lame! So we can keep the show going. Damn, it's uh, that bullshit. I mean, not that we're not going to keep the show going, it's just so much more fun in person. Right? Because we have a good time. We, we really have do. a good we time, have a good time. <laughs> A.K.A. drink up. Oh, boy. <laughs> You're playing the drink game. Yeah, I'm on the, I've, I've switched to 1554. Oh. It's a, a dark Belgium ale. Do you want another one? I would love another one. I'm get it for you. You're, then you're switching to a Belgian white. Wayo. Yeah. Yeah. White, like the light. <laughs> okay. I was too. All right. Where are we at in the story? <clears throat> so we're trying to figure out how he stayed alive. Mm-hmm. So, so he died after 11 years? Mm-hmm. 
So he started having the seizures, and that was it. Yep. So he had the accident, went off and did his things. The state or was working with Barnum, was being a little circus act, then went off and became a stagecoach driver, and then ultimately fell ill. So moved back into his family. Maybe it was life on the road. Yeah, it could have been. If I've learned anything from listening to Bob Seger. Life on the road's not easy. It's a rough life. Yeah. It's a rough life. It's a rough life. It's hot out here on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Having stage coaches and don't know where to go. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. All right. So, this. next part. The psychological aftermath. The damage to Phineas's brain had profound psychological consequences. In 1868, Harlow summarized why Phineas contractors would not re-employ him. Harlow wrote, The balance between his intellectual facilities and animal propensities seemed to have been destroyed. Phineas became fitful, irreverent, grossly profane, and showed little compassion for his co-workers. He also grew to be extremely impatient of restraint or advice that conflicted with his own desires, as well as adopting a childlike intelligence accompanied by the passions of a strong man. Now, prior to the accident, he was strong, patient, and active. He had temperate, be- temperate habits and possessed a considerable amount of energy. He was also a huge favorite amongst the men at work due to his efficiency and was well known for his well-balanced mind. The change in Phineas after the accident was so radical that his friends and acquaintances said that he was no longer the gauge that they once knew. Phineas's own mother told Harlow that Phineas entertained his little nephews and nieces. <laughs> <laughs> Phineas's own mother told Harlow that Phineas entertained his little nephews and nieces with the most fabulous recitals of his adventures that had no foundation except for in his own mind. He conceived a great fondness for pets and souvenirs, especially for children, horses, and dogs. Exceeded only by his attachment to his tampering iron, which was his constant companion during the remainder of his life. After his first seizure, she said he often changed his employment, always finding something that did not suit him. So he became completely, like, unstable. Hmm. He went from being this very well-mannered, well-rounded citizen who knew what he wanted and was very well-driven in life to completely radical, very childlike, um, living within his head, attached to this fucking tampering iron. I mean, given that it almost killed him. Yeah, that's that's interesting, too. So, which... I guess it's lucky to become, like, a serial killer. (coughs) I think yeah. I, I listened to a lot of, um, last podcast on the left is my favorite podcast, and, you know, Miranda got me into the whole serial killer thing that women love to be into. <laughs> not that I judge women in 2019. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't, you know, that's it, kind of a fact, like, girls love cottage cheese and they love shows about murder. I hate cottage cheese and I don't like shows about murder. Damn. <laughs> well, you're, you're not a girl, so... Yeah, that's yeah, true. Um, I'm like a dudette. But yeah, um, no, I don't think I've ever seen Randy eat cottage cheese either. <laughs> it's honestly not bad, but it's it not my not. choice. I, I don't. I just. I, I think you don't see. Anyways, whatever. No. Um, but yeah, I, I've been into like a lot of you know the serial killer type stuff and the psyche behind it and a lot of that lately. And a lot of it comes from the um, somebody's name, the something triad, and it's. Something that happens when you're a kid, usually, though, it's head injuries, 
um, disfigurement or like torturing animals and mm-hmm. things like that, uh, and wetting the bed. And if really? you if you fit in wetting the bed into a late age, wow. if you fit into two of the three of those, chances are you end up being a serial killer. Yeah, because I am only one of the three. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah. Dodged yeah, a bullet. Anim- Anya tortures animals. That's kind of her thing. Actually, I wet the bed. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would never torture an animal. I work with animals. Greg, I lose my job. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She's she's okay with animals. I love my Puccini Puccinis. Yeah, we love animals. Humans, here. different story. We love animals. Um, yeah, me and you just head injuries. Luckily, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Thankfully, that's all we got. And even for, I don't. When did you get your first one? I was eight when I got mine, so that would put me in the the whatever triad, the myriad triad. Or Six. I ran through yeah. a sliding door because yeah. I thought it was open. Yeah. Right. So after our head injuries, had you and I started wetting the bed or torturing animals and things like that, chances are we damaged something and we would become. I did have injuries. like extreme anger issues after I started getting my really? head concussions. Yeah. That's crazy. That's... Never would injure an animal, but yeah. like. Extreme anger yeah. issues. I mean, and, and the biggest thing, especially last podcast on the left, because um, one of the hosts, like the main researcher too, Marcus Parks, he's he's on medication for different mental disorders and things like that. And you know, the biggest thing he promotes with a lot of these people is they just needed help. Mm-hmm. You know, they all they needed was help. And, and that's the biggest thing is most. And, and the responsibility is also on yourself to get the help and to you know. It's a balance, but mm-hmm. gosh, we are really, really just <laughs> going with veering it. Veering <laughs> around today, veering around. Well, I guess shout out to last podcast on the left. Uh, they don't need any help. They're like one of the top podcasts <laughs> in the world. But yeah, love you guys. <laughs> well, speaking of taking a left turn, taking a left turn <laughs> back to the story. <laughs> oh, we have a good time. <laughs> Drink to that. Yeah, we're playing the drinking game to the We Have a Good Time right now. That's another one. Oh. We're playing it. We're playing it. All right. So which parts of the brain were damaged? There was no autopsy when Phineas died. His body was exhumed probably late in 1867, and his skull was given to Harlow in early 1868 as a souvenir. As it should be. (laughs) That man earned that skull. Right? (laughs) Goddamn. It's like from the last episode, or the bunny episode. It's like, oh, I'm going to just keep this artifact. Just keep, yeah, I mean, and even Phineas kept his iron, I guess. Exactly. I guess I... Like familiars. Did you keep anything from your concussions? I kept my brain. There you go. There you go. Traumatic enough. There you go. So Harlow got the skull. Harlow, that's cool. Nothing was left of his brain. Phineas's skull is all we have as a guide to the damage. Concussion, pieces of bone, hemorrhages, and infection would have destroyed additional tissue beyond that in the immediate path of the tampering iron, even if we knew exactly what that was. And the precise pr- precise position of Gage's brain within his skull cannot be known. For those reasons, and because the areas in which various functions are localized vary somewhat among amongst individuals oh my god I can't talk (laughs) (laughs) there will always be uncertainty about which of them were destroyed that's good because when when I edit compared to me and you and I (laughs) 
Uh, I, I definitely have to edit more on my episodes than yours. Oh, perfect. Great. We're making up for it then. I was like, God, I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm like tripping over my words. Oh, especially when you do that last minute one and you haven't like gone over it and rewritten, mm-hmm. you know. You're like, up, 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 up. No, we're total professionals here. Totally professional. Total professionals. And when we start that Patreon, we earn every dollar you might give us. Every dollar. When? That would make me holla. We work so hard, I've, you know, that's that's why I haven't even started a Patreon yet. Because we're just working so hard. Working so hard. I want to earn it. You know, yeah. I want to I build you guys' trust before I start asking for money. I want you guys to DM us and be like, where can I give you money? Where, oh, gosh. I would pee myself in the day. <laughs> they could have an aneurysm. I, I love you guys. I love our audience, which you're not the most interactive. I know you're out there because I see the numbers. Yep. I, I see you listening. I don't see I you see listening. You I don't see you listening. That would be creepy. Come I, I, I want to see you listen. No, Come I don't. Yeah. But, you know, an email. An email yeah. would be nice, you know. A DM. A DM, you know, yeah. Slide up on in there. Find us at SP Weird World at almost anything. Yep. Yeah. Except Twitter. Except Twitter. We do not Twitter. I don't care. For I listen to this Packers podcast, and they only Twitter. What? And I want to interact with them, but I'm like, I'm not getting on Twitter. Like, yeah. you guys, I, I can't yell at them to branch out because we don't. <laughs> we don't branch We're on out. two things, though. We're on Facebook and nothing. Instagram, although Instagram's owned by Facebook. Yeah. We're on two things, though. I don't like Twitter. I have never been a fan of I don't want to Twitter. I don't want to tweet. Tweet, tweet. We've talked about this. Yeah. Are you still got stuff left over there or what? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I got <laughs> a little bit more. <laughs> Redirect the train. Right. <laughs> so, three studies were made on the living Phineas to determine the path of the tampering iron. They disagreed about the exit area in relation to the bregma and whether it was right or left of the midline. What's and the bregma? So the bregma is the area where the coronal and the sagittal uh, sutures connect in the brain. And so if you don't know the anatomy of the brain, guys, you have different parts. So you have I your... know the frontal cortex. Perfect. So you're on the right track. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the skull is composed of different bones. You have your, um, you have like your frontal bone, you have your occipital bone, you have your temporal bone, and they are all joined together by sutures, which are like teeth-like um, connectors. Natural stitches. Yes. And as you get older, they forge together and they become... Pretty much like indestructible, except in Phineas's case, where uh, iron and, will just unless, pop unless it through. A, and piece of iron gets blown <laughs> through your face. That's pretty, pretty heavy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, in 1868, Harlow made the first of the attempts using the skull. The entry from under the left cheekbone to the rear of the eye socket posed little problem. Where the tampering iron had emerged at the top of the skull was less certain. Opting for the exit being near the bregma and in the median line, Harlow concluded that the left frontal and middle left lobes had been destroyed. His attribution of Gage's partial recovery to the functions having been taken over by the intact right hemisphere meant that he did not think the right was significantly damaged. So pretty much, Phineas damaged only one side of his brain. The other side, still functioning. Okay. But, fast forward to 1982... It's almost like he lost the adult side of his brain. Yes, and that's why he started to possess that very childlike behavior, but also had still the strength of a grown-ass man. Turned into a big old baby Huey. Little baby bear. (laughs) 
Now the year is 1982. We have Rick and Ken Tyler of Boston University, and they used coronal and sagittal CT scans of Gage's skull to determine the limits of the bony damage. From those images, which were two-dimensional and static, they concluded that the brain damage was mostly to the left hemisphere, but that the right might have also suffered from a little bit of damage. After making x-rays, photographs, and measurements of Gage's skull, we now have Hannah Damasio and her colleagues who they literally deformed a 3D reconstruction of a human skull from a cadaver until it matched its measurements. So if you don't know what a cadaver is, a cadaver is a dead body. And it's used for dissection purposes for medical reasons. And uh, yeah, so they took this cadaver and was like, let me reform your brain or your skull. Yeah. Science. Science. <laughs> um, from their collection of brains of did about you the ever, right did size. Did you ever dissect anything in school? Actually, yeah. I'm in anatomy right now, and I just dissected a mink, and I'm what dissecting about, like, a goat's What, what about brain. in high school? No. No. I did like, a pig in middle school. In middle school you were dissecting? Uh-huh. I grew up in one of the worst school districts in the country. I didn't dissect anything. No? No. Uh, I also didn't, didn't go a lot, but. Well, there it is. Can you believe in Las Vegas, high schools don't have swimming pools? What? It's Las Vegas. Yeah. So, I, like, I used to see swimming pools on TV, like, in shows and stuff, and I was like, that's bullshit. Schools don't have stuff like that. And then I, I grew up and left Las Vegas, and I found out, like, we just suck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I was in school, Clark County School District, and I'm sure it still is, was one of the, like, bottom-tier school districts in the entire country. Oh, snap. That's why Greg's so smart, everybody. There it is. Not only is he the cutest, he's the smartest co-host. Cutest and the smartest. I I dropped out before like my senior year, and I got my GED. I passed that motherfucker. And even on like three different test scores, I scored higher than eighty-five percent of the graduating class in Nevada. Whoa. And I'm not bragging. I'm saying how dumb they are. Because wow. I'm, not, I'm not that smart. That's how bad our school district was. <laughs> like, I, I dropped out. I, even while I was in school, I didn't go or pay attention much. And I was still passing their tests and <clears throat> with flying colors. See, that's why like, I hate when attendance is taken into account for school. My senior year, I had 248 absences. It's bullshit. I passed with all season B's and O's and AP classes. Going back to middle school, I remember in seventh grade, my English teacher pulled me out of the class, and she had a piece of paper with her, and she said, I want you to look at this. Zero, 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 ninety-six, zero, 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 ninety-four, zero, 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 ninety-two. That was homework versus test scores. Oh, wow. Because I didn't do, I refused to do homework. Like, I gave you six hours of my day. Well, and that's the thing, too, is you're having... Oh, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, my but, goodness. Yeah, point being was, she's like, you're failing my class, but you pass all my tests. You're dumb, Greg. And I was like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me now, bartending. Look at me now. Ah. And you have a whole podcast. I got my own whole podcast. I'm technically... Does that make me a business entrepreneur? owner? Entrepreneur? Yeah. Yeah, we're entrepreneurs. Maybe. Maybe. You know. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. Yeah. Of having yeah. It monetized. You know what? <laughs> you can Google my name, bitch. <laughs> like she ever thinks of me. <laughs> yeah. Google it. Google it. Okay. Seriously, we're going to finish the show for you All guys. All right. <laughs>
So, oh. Damasio was able to remodel the passage of the tampering iron through this gauge-like brain inside this gauge-like skull. They had the tampering iron emerging from under the semi-detached but otherwise undamaged right flap of frontal bone so that the brain damage was more frontal and the right of the medline had been suggested previously. A light was shed on this phenomenon, though, when two researchers, Rautu and Talos, used thin CT scans to build a three-dimensional representation of Phineas's skull itself, rather than an image of what it might have been like. How well they succeeded is immediately obvious in an illustration from the second of their papers, which I'll put on the Instagram. It's a picture. I'm looking right now. It's so obvious. It's so obvious. So obvious. (laughs) They were the first to see that the diameter of the entry area being smaller than that of the tampering iron required the skull to have hinged open for the iron to pass Uh, through it. Yes, hinged open. That's exactly what I was going to say. (laughs) Bango! There's our answer. That's crazy. Right? They connected... That fact, with the continuous line of fracture beginning under the cheekbone and running to the left peridial bone, well beyond the rear of the hole at the bregma. After the tampering iron passed through, the hinge must have been closed by the action of the soft tissues. So Human they, bodies fucking miraculous. Are they basically saying his 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 skull worked like a pair of swinging doors for a second? Yes. Like like a pair of saloon doors in the old west. He just whoosh. <laughs> Which like reading this. Is so crazy because, like, being in anatomy right now and studying how, like, just intact those sutures are once you hit a certain age. Yeah. It's in, it's mind-blowing to think that it just, like, popped open and then popped back closed. And it's like, okay, we're good to go. Like, Woo-hoo. like, like they saw the bar coming. Like, whoop. Yes, like, whoa, that was a close go, oh, guys. Yeah, I that was close back on up there. <laughs> but, I mean, his well, brain was still damaged. But... Think about it, like... Because if it would have went through the middle of any bone, he would have been I done wish, for. Do we have a picture of this piece of iron or anything? Uh, yes, I would be putting that Shape-wise, I, I would like to see it. Because, it, I mean, it, is it straight? Because originally you said crowbar, and that's an S shape. That, that you know, that's... As a manly man, which, as, which a manly as a manly man. man, which you know I am, you know, I have tons... I have so many tools and it's things. It's so, okay, so what I'm looking at right now, it, it's actually... And that's a reenactment of what happened. It comes... Oh, gosh. <laughs> that is... That is gnarly. All right, so this is a really big rod that comes to a point. Um, so it thins out. It's almost... It's a very long cone shape, basically. Um, so my thoughts on that. If you... Th- I mean, if you pierce something, like throwing something through it fast enough, you, you do see it kind of just, you know, if you have a material no. that, take like rubber, for example, mm-hmm. you know, obviously your skull's not rubber, but if you sent a butter knife through a sheet of rubber. It'll close back up immediately after. Just, yeah, exactly. Which, I mean, I could definitely see, so especially these, with these, soft tissue. And you're saying these sutures are so amazingly... So it did. It, it actually broke open the suture parts, mm-hmm. and those reconnected. Yes. I, I'm doing a very good visual enactment with my hands right now. But it's so weird because the sutures are calcified after time. And so that's why, like, the only reason that they were closed again was due to the soft tissue. But I'm wondering if the seizures happen because once you pop open those sutures... 
they're not closing it again because your body has already yeah. gone through that process of calcifying yeah. them. Yeah. And so at that point, I'm wondering if like he just had an opening that over time allowed for he, havoc to reach. He had muscle tissue that you know. I guess my theory right now. So so it opened and closed, and while he was still had some strength and was younger, his muscle tissue and soft tissues holding these things shut. Mm-hmm. As he's growing with age, they're they're weakening. Trying to pop open. They're weakening from. Look at me. I <laughs> practically have a PhD over here. Holy not, fuck. We're talking about my GED. Let's talk Give about my. Run for my let's, money. Let's talk about my PhD. <laughs> I am a three-time college dropout. Just so you guys know. Yayo. Um, community twice, culinary school once. Racking up those degrees, Greg. Heyo. Uh, yeah, I went for. I went for music. Production and recording. I went for automotive, and then I went to culinary school. Look at a little switch up. And I, I, I still use all of those skills today. See, and that's the crazy thing. Yeah. College, like, it's only teaching you to like refine your skills. The only reason I couldn't go to college, I just can't do the classwork parts. Yeah. Like, I am not a sit down and. Oh, I hate sitting. Do you know class. when I stopped going for music? It was my music theory class. And I know I was in community college, but she sat down a piece of paper with a printed keyboard in front of us and was like, we're doing piano today. Oh, no. And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, not happening. I I just stopped going at that point. Um, Actually, any of my my recording skills, I did not learn from college. I learned from, previously said, the Gage family in Las Vegas (laughs) and Domes Gage. He is the person who taught me how to do all the stuff I'm doing to make this podcast right now. Wow. So shout out to him for sure. Appreciate you, Domes. He's the reason I knew how to make our little intro music and all that kind of stuff and do sampling and things like that. So, yeah, shout out Domes. Helped create the shows. Yeah, he's still out there. He just did a few live shows in Vegas, I know. Oh, um, shit? Yeah, follow him on Facebook and stuff. You can see he's, he's good. He's really good. Well, I'm done. Check out my drive home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. All right. Problems are almost there. <laughs> we're, we're getting through this thing, guys. Calm <laughs> we're, we're down. Along. Calm down. Calm, what are my other degrees? We were talking yeah, you know, I, I went I, to school for journalism. Yeah. I swapped it up to medicine. <laughs> that was um, a fucking 180. I still fix my own truck. I actually did learn some things in the automotive classes. Go. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I can do basic maintenance and things like that. I still write. It's good to so know. So journalism yeah, there we go. with that. You know? um, I'm a fantastic chef. Um, I'll even go, I need to go to school for that. I'll Enjoy dare to call it. myself a chef. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Now. Where was that? Got her. Got, Got him. <clears throat> so, back to the model that Rautu and Talos created. They had filmed the whole process, and from the video clips, they included in their paper that it can be seen that the line of fracture and the hinging action placed the exit left in the median line and the slightly in front of the bregma. Ooh, mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> Bregma's on the reconstruction, the brain damage was left frontal almost exactly as Harlow's had said. So, Rautu and Talos were one of the only researchers to... They were one of the first ones to be able to reconstruct what Harlow had described. Everyone else was trying to figure out how this was possible. Yeah. Now, the implications in the context. It was a long time before Phineas, Phineas's psychological changes became known. 
None were specifically mentioned by Harlow in 1848, nor did Bigelow report any in 1850. Some memory impairment was recorded in 1849, and an anonymous report from the same year very briefly noted a great impairment of his mental powers. Some details first appeared in 1851 phrenological journal. However, not until Harlow's little-known 1868 report was there any real notice taken of the psychological changes. Some of this neglect is... <laughs> Some of this neglect is explicable by the lack of knowledge in the early 1800s about the function of the brain. There was no theory before 1848 of what the brain did, which is mind-boggling. Early descriptions like Begelow's of Gage's being unimpaired probably meant merely that his muscles and sense organs functioned normally. The context began to change about the mid-1860s, that is, by the time of Harlow's 1868 report. Paul Broca's clinical observations suggested that language functions were localized in the left frontal lobe. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we're actually not drinking that much. I, we're just... We're not. Ooh, all right. Something about the two of us sitting down together, baby, it just gets loopy. Real quick. Get a little funky. It's a little loosey-goosey. All right. Now, the facts versus the common picture. There are just four primary sources of information about Gage. Harlow in 1848, Bigelow in 1850, then Harlow again in 1868. The only physicians to examine him and publish their observations. And finally, we have J.B.S. Jackson in 1870, who added a few facts of his own to what Gage's family and others had told him. Anything not from these sources are not considered a fact about Phineas Gage because they're not primary sources. This is not to say that these primary sources are entirely reliable. Harlow, for example, writing in 1868, reported that Phineas died in 1861, whereas funeral parlor records prove conclusively that he died in 1860. Similarly, a curious relic recently found by Dominic Hall, curator of Harvard's Warren Anatomical Museum, suggests that Phineas went to Chile in 1854 and not in 1852, as reported by Harlow. It's totally understandable, because at that time, right? facts are just misconstrued. Yeah. They're yeah. thrown everywhere. Yeah, you're lucky if anybody's keeping paperwork. Exactly! Shit. You're like, oh, he was born on this day, just changed to the year, we're okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People are walking around changing their names and the day they were born anyways. It don't matter. God, if we were living back then, I would have been four different people by now. Exactly. <laughs> just, just, just <laughs> running away from bad mistakes I made when I was younger. I'd have like 20 different personalities. Right? Like, yeah. well, I'm not her this time. Yeah. It's like your last episode. You just keep changing your... Yeah, Greg Tanner would have been in from Vegas, and that was it. You yep. never would have saw him again. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I would have become like Carmen Electra. Right? I just thought it would dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, Esteban Deliwiggle. No! <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're almost there, guys. We're, we're getting there, We're guys. shocking. You are, guys. you are a gold star listener <laughs> if you are still here with us today. What an episode. Uh, speaking of last podcast, that's something I accidentally borrowed from them. So you are an uh, A-plus listener. A-plus-plus. A-plus-plus listener if you are still listening today. <clears throat> now, the facts. Harlow painted pictures of Phineas. Let me redo that. Cut that out. <laughs> okay. It's going to be a fun one to edit. Oh it's going to be a real fun one. 
<laughs> so sorry. <laughs> Why'd you put in these beers? Right. <laughs> oy, oy. Oh, All boy. right. First, the facts. Harlow's painted picture of Phineas is at total variance with the most later portrayals. A fair composite of today's accounts would have a pre-accident gauge who was reliable, industrious, mild-mannered, friendly, the favorite of his peers, peaceful, happy, and overall a tranquil man. The composite of modern writers has the accident transforming this Phineas into a restless, moody, unpredictable, untrustworthy, aggressive, drunken bully displaying fits of temper with impaired sexuality. The facts about the real Phineas may have a slight resemblance to the modern pre-accident representation, but he can hardly be recognized in the post-accident picture. Now, moving on to long-term effects. Every scientific and popular picture of Phineas has him impulsive and unreliable until his death. Yet, his year and a half working for Courier and the demanding motor and cognitive skills required of a stagecoach driver are inconsistent with his long-term outcome previously stated and reports. What if he's traveling to Chile? Oh, and that's why I'm like, he's a stagecoach driver, he's traveling the world. Shout out to our listener in Chile. 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 Sorry, (laughs) sorry, we're sorry. We're sorry, we're American. Yeah, sorry. Anyhow. Anyhow. Speaking of South America, shout out to uh, Alex and Erica in Ecuador. Love you guys. Shout out to you guys. Miss you all the time. And I personally, but I appreciate you listening. And I'm really sorry I don't keep up on the WhatsApp where all of our friends talk to you guys. I'm I'm a terrible friend. But I love you. I think about you all the time. And I'm so glad you guys listen to my show still. I'm bringing the shame up for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Now... One can only speculate about Phineas's daily routine. Some details may be inferred from a recently discovered account of stagecoach driving on what seems to be the very route that Phineas drove. He would have had to rise early each driving day, prepare himself, feed and groom the horses, harness them to the coach, and be at the departure point by 4 a.m. That's more than I can do right now. Exactly. That's why I'm like, this dude had a fucking iron go through his brain. He was on top of things. Yeah. More on top of his shit than I am. (laughs) There he would have had to deal politely with the passengers, load their luggage up to 50 pounds each into the coach and collect fares and so on before beginning. And he would normally embark on a 13 hour journey over 100 miles of poor roads and often in times of political instability around. You gotta deal with bandits and shit too, you know? You gotta be wielding that shotgun next to you. I feel like some of the accounts are totally misconstrued. Yeah, he's, he's got to be driving horses, taking care of people, blasting people with his shotgun that are trying to rob his stagecoach. He's coach. just like fucking Red Dead Redemption 2 exactly. and full blown Exactly. Force. I really miss that game. I'm playing Red Dead Redemption, the, not 2, oh, but nice. OG one right now. I think I might restart 2. Yeah, I haven't played 2. Oh, I have so good. When they come out with a new system, I'll probably buy. <laughs> Matthew will buy it. <laughs> a PS4 and then get Red Dead Redemption too. <clears throat> so, we're going to finish this out strong. Literally on the last we're get, one. We're so close. So to, close. To possibly wrapping up this episode, guys. <laughs> but, you know what? We're rocking, we're rolling. If you're still here, you obviously are, one, you love it. You enjoy and, it. And you're having a great time. And <laughs> you're playing the, we have a good time drinking game. <laughs> There it is. Drink. And if you're playing the we have a good time drinking game, A plus plus. 
Or number two. I lost track of my thoughts here. It's, it's going bad. Or number two, you're just a sucker for punishment, and you're still listening to this episode, yeah. and uh, I don't know why. Or number three, you're very smart, and you are able to keep track of all of our nonsense and listen to the facts of this episode and keep the story straight. Because this is a very, like, medically scientific-based yeah. episode. Which we expect of you. As our listeners, we know you're savvy. Yeah, we know, we know you're a cut above the rest. Yep. We know you're smart. Y'all got it. We know you're distinguished. You're an educated listener. Y'all are scholars. You really sifted through all the podcasts. You pushed it to the limit. And you found this one and decided, this is my podcast, and this is what I'm going to listen to. And because of that, Cheers. love you. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. I'm out of beer. I can't <laughs> drink anymore. I, I literally can't drink more than I, I... I can, I just don't have more to drink. All right, let's, let's wrap this thing up. Speaking of out of beer. Let's do it. <clears throat> now... Why bother even trying to figure out Phineas's case? We will never know with certainty what the pre- and post-accident Phineas Gage was actually like, nor will we ever know exactly the parts of his brain that were actually damaged in that flash that transformed the one into the other. So why bother? First, it is always worthwhile correcting the historical record through the degree of rigor mortis, especially in textbooks, seems too far advanced for even a Dr. Frankenstein to re-enliven poor Phineas. Phineas's story is worth remembering. It illustrates how easily a small stock of facts can be transformed into popular and scientific myth. And also, the factual record is small, and the most important element of it is Harlow's 1868 report, but it's not readily available, and most who have written about Phineas have been too lazy to actually factually check their information. Paradoxically, the very slightness of reliable facts which allows myths about Phineas to flourish also make disentangling those myths a task. And finally, Phineas's primary importance is as a historical maker. We can see how his skull was damaged, but we will only ever have estimates of his brain damage. We also know too little about him before and after the accident to draw detailed conclusions about its effects. Phineas has to be remembered for being the first reported case in which brain damage caused alterations to his personality. But we may yet learn the extent of his recovery and what brought it about it. And as for that, Phineas will go down in history as the first ever recorded brain injury person to still survive. Fucking A. Boom. Fucking A, Phineas. Fucking A, Phineas. Uh, Wait till you guys see that picture of this... It's going to be like a four-foot bar yeah. in the fucking skull of this guy. And the fact that it went like in 20 miles, like 20 yards back. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So now you also got to think because, so he's tamping with it. So that, you know, again, this is a very four-foot long but thin cone shape. You know, mm-hmm. it's a spike, basically. He's tamping with a spike. So he's he's got to be using a thicker, flat end to be tamping, yep. so he's holding on to the sharp end, which is what went through his head first. And I'm thinking, because of his height, when him t- within tampering with it, yeah. only makes sense that it goes... Yeah. Now, they could have just as easily made that pole the same thickness all the way through, mm-hmm. instead of um, getting, s- getting smaller and uh, becoming like a spike shape. Had it been just a cylinder-shaped bar and blasted through his head like that... You would have died. You probably would have died. Because I think, honestly, after... So I will post this to the Instagram so you guys can see this. After taking all my classes and now having a more kind of, like, concrete 
what's the word? Concrete kind understanding. of understanding of the human body and the way things work. The only reason I think Phineas survived is because of that sharp end of the tool literally popped him right where the right where those sutures were to where it popped it open and yeah. allowed it to leave. Yeah. Because otherwise, it would have been lodged in his skull. It would have caused an open hole in his it, bone. It, it's literally like people gauging their ears. Yep. Like, it's the shape of that thing. And it's, you know, create... And the blunt end would have just bursted through it. It would have, yes, cracked the skull but open. But that little pierce was like... That's incredible. It's amazing the things that can happen. Human body. Human body. Fucking miraculous. Mine's giving up on me, but um, Phineas, he's strong. He's strong. We should all aspire to be a Phineas Gage. Um, Or go listen to the (laughs) Enlightened Lounge and learn how to take care of yourself. Yeah, that too. From from the girl who just said she's falling apart. (laughs) But that's the thing, is understanding where you're at in your current predicament. Very much. A.K.A. why there hasn't been any new episodes in the last four weeks, but a new episode will be released on Monday. Monday. Getting back to it. Getting back to it. Getting back to it. Back to it. Well. Well, man. That's it. You know, that was a weird and uh, wild one. (laughs) That was uh, weird, (laughs) weird, wild stuff there. Yeah, that, that story took us in a lot of different directions. We we went through a lot in that podcast. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I feel like I've shared some of myself with you guys today. Yeah. I feel like I connected with you guys a little bit more. Australia, we love your face. We love you, Australia. We Bless love your soul. All you listeners. Love you guys. Seriously, you make me so happy. Let's uh, can we get some more? Let's let's get some more area shoutouts here. Looking at the whole. United Kingdom, France, Canada, Ecuador, New Zealand, Thailand, hey. South Africa, India. All you Belgians hey. out there. <laughs> and, of course, Chile. And uh, more specifically, in the United States of America, Ashburn, Mount Laurel, Newark, Wilmington, Clifton, Nashville, American Fork, Portland, Orlando. Oh, shit. Yeah, Erie, Taunton, Aurora, Bedminster, Ooh. North Las Vegas, San Antonio, New York, Las Vegas, Los Angeles. This goes on for eight more pages, so if I don't get your city, I'm sorry. But Peckin, Tukwila, Brighton, Lafayette. There's a lot of Lafayettes. I'm not sure which one. Um, Lafayette, I laugh, I love you. If you're Lafayette, New Orleans, <laughs> like the Paul Simon song, that's pretty dope. You Fresno, Golden, Mount Holly, Beaufort, Beaufort. Uh, Richmond. Shout out to all you guys. Thanks for listening to the show. Um, we appreciate you guys. Yeah. Tremendously. Yeah. Now I expect to see those numbers in all those cities I just named double because everybody there will tell one person to listen to the show this week. Yep. All right. Other than that. Spread the love. Yeah, spread the love, guys. Spread the love. Be sure to follow us at SP Weird World on Instagram. Be sure to email us your thoughts. We don't care what they are. At SPWeirdWorld at Gmail. Uh, check out our Facebook page as well. And, of course, you can follow me at Greg's Weird World at Instagram and our dearest Anya at Anya Daniela at Instagram. Uh, if you're thinking about not doing it, the important is, uh, you know, you get to see all the cool pictures we're talking about. And if there's any trouble with the show, that's where Always we kind of let you. That's where we can let you know what's going on. And, uh, well, other than that, guys, hope you had fun with the we have a good time. <laughs> Drinking and then game. I'll finish my beer on that. Yeah, Anya's finishing beer on that. And uh, New Belgium, thanks for the great pack of beer. The uh, 
winter winter diversity pack here. And it's beautiful and it it's the spot. It's fantastic. Appreciate you. Yeah, Appreciate the, the listeners. The rest of you guys out there, why don't you go ahead and uh, keep, keep it weird? We have a good time. <laughs> well, I never knew anything like that in the whole of my life. Nice.